everyone. Welcome to the show. So there were some really interesting elections last night, and the media is making a lot out of it. You know, I don't know. Are these really bellwether elections for what's to come in 2024? I'm going to share some facts with all of you and let you decide, because in my estimation, it's kind of a mixed bag. It, it doesn't really pretend what will happen in the 2024 election, especially with the presidential race. And you'll understand why after I share all of this information. So first up is Kentucky. It is one of the most deep red states in the country. The one and only Democrat to hold any kind of power in Kentucky was Governor Andy Bashir. Well, Bashir was up for re-election and his Republican challenger, Daniel Cameron, was considered to be this rising star in the GOP. He's a black conservative. He scored the endorsement of Donald Trump. Uh, you know, Trump won this state by 26 points. Well, the polling was too close to call and Bashir ended up winning. He won by approximately five points. He even won some rural districts that went for Trump by some 80%. That was a real shocker. Um, now, one thing that the media is not sharing a lot, which I've seen some independent media shares, you know, his father was the governor for many years. So he has name recognition. He has, his family has a history there. He has really tried to distance himself from Biden, which seems to have helped him. And one thing that his challenger did that really did him in um, was his stance on abortion. You know, he was a hardcore, uh, no exceptions kind of guy. And there was a brutal ad featuring a girl who bravely shared her story of being raped and impregnated by her stepfather when she was only 12 years old. Um, in the ad, she said, quote, anyone who believes there should be no exceptions for rape and incest could never understand what it's like to stand in my shoes. This is to you, Daniel Cameron, to tell a 12 year old girl she must have the baby of her stepfather who raped her is unthinkable. I'm speaking out because women and girls need to have options. Daniel Cameron would give us none. And Cameron was a flawed candidate for other reasons. He was involved in several scandals, um, including how he handled the killing of Breonna Taylor. You guys might remember I covered this at the time. Cameron is the K Kentucky Attorney General. He refused to press charges against the officers who shot Taylor while she was sleeping. And then Cameron tried to pass the blame to the grand jury members. Well, one of them got up and spoke out to the media and revealed Cameron never told the jurors that they even had the option to indict the officers for homicide. So they were completely duped by him. And since then, the Justice Department has charged the officers. So it totally undercut his very suspicious approach to the case. So a lot of voters never forgave him for that, for saying, you know, this completely avoidable, nonsensical, horrific, tragic murder was justified. That was his word. It was justified. And he allowed those officers to walk. So Bashir bested him. And he actually did better in this re-election than he did when he first won the governor's seat. He won, won the first time by a very, very narrow margin. So 
That was good news. There were more wins last night that provided some hope that voters aren't really down with the MAGA extremist agenda. Voters in red trending Ohio have enshrined the right to uh, to an abortion in their state's constitution. Following the overturning of Roe versus Wade, the federal right to an abortion, Ohio's archaic state law kicked in. So it was a six-week abortion ban that took effect that allowed for no exceptions, not even for rape or incest. Well, pro-choice advocates filed a lawsuit and the ban was put on hold by a judge. And then the advocates got to work gathering signatures to place an amendment on last night's ballot. So Ohio has now become the seventh state in the nation to safeguard a woman's right to freedom over her own body. But this amendment does include some restrictions because they knew, you know, like I said, it is a red state basically now. Um, So the abortions are restricted after fetal viability. So roughly around 20 to 22 weeks, you cannot have an abortion except when the mother's life or health is in danger. So this was another good sign, another victory. But the Washington Post was interviewing voters. And they cited one voter that said, yes, she voted for this amendment. Um, She thinks it's a woman's right and she doesn't want people controlling a woman's body. But she also said she's rethinking her vote for Biden in 2024. So her name was Ethel Burns. She is a black woman, 70 years old, a retired Air Force sergeant. She voted for Trump in 2016 and then she voted for Biden in 2020. So she is one of these swing voters, but she told the post she is disillusioned with Biden based on his handling of the war in Gaza. Burns said that she believes it's alienating Muslims and other voters of color. And this is echoed by a warning that was just issued by young voters. There was a letter that they sent this week to the Biden administration. It was written by several prominent youth groups and they wrote, quote, We came of age during two decades of endless war that cost thousands of American lives and millions of lives around the world. We know that the longer you allow the siege of Gaza to continue, the greater the risk of this spiraling into a broader regional conflict, potentially pulling U.S. troops into combat or occupation. This would be both a moral and political disaster. There is no way for a Democratic presidential nominee to win without significant youth voter enthusiasm and mobilization. Young people are a cornerstone of a winning Democratic coalition, and the vast majority of young people in this country are rightfully horrified by the atrocities committed with our tax dollars, with your support and our nation's military backing. And a pollster told NBC News that Biden's support among young and black voters has plummeted. It has dropped from 78 to 49 percent. He cannot win with those numbers. So, you know, people may be turning out for these initiatives, but that doesn't necessarily translate into votes for Biden in 2024. And we don't have to agree with it. We don't have to like it. But we must be cognizant of that fact. You know, as Dr. Phil always says, you can't change what you don't acknowledge. 
So we have to acknowledge that if we want to change this, if we want to get him on the right track, whether it's pressuring him to do things differently. And I know people are saying, oh, but, you know, we don't give that much aid to to Israel every year. We are proposing millions and millions of dollars in an aid package to them, and we're offering our military assistance. That, again, should be conditional on them not murdering thousands of children in Gaza. It's not that hard, right? What happened to Israel, what happened to the Israeli people is an atrocity. It is horrific. There is no justification for it. Just as, I'm not gonna say but, I wish people would take that word out of their vocabulary. I'm going to say and, In addition to that, it is also an atrocity to go and bomb buildings where you know there are civilians taking refuge, where they are hiding from the same people that attacked you. You know, they're just trying to survive. And you're just going to go bomb those facilities, knowing that you're going to kill hundreds and thousands of people. So, you know, we, our hands are not clean in this if we continue down this path, and it could cost him the election. Um, anyway, in other election news, Ohio voters approved the recreational use of marijuana last night. Um, and it, that was kind of a blowout. But the best news arguably came out of Virginia last night. Republicans had hoped to take control of the entire state legislature, and they believed that the state's Republican governor, Glenn Youngkin, would then look like a hero. He could potentially jump into the race against Trump or maybe in 2028. I mean, they're really trying to make this guy like the next big thing. They're trying to make him fetch. It's not going to happen. Let it go. Fetch is not going to (laughs) happen. Anyway... It didn't quite go the way they planned. Not only did the Democrats maintain control over the state Senate, but they successfully flipped the Republican-controlled House of Delegates, giving the Democrats complete control of the state's legislature so they can stop him because he is also trying to enact this restrictive uh, 15-week abortion ban and other craziness. Um, It wasn't all good news, though, in Virginia. This is really troubling. A former sheriff named Danny Diggs won a seat in the Senate in Virginia last night. Diggs campaigned on being tough on crime. He said Democrats are too soft on criminals. And he also said he supports the governor's plan for the 15-week abortion ban. Well, this piece of excrement also once joked about either his inability or refusal to solve rape cases. The New Republic reported that during his retirement speech, Diggs joked that his police department, quote, solved a rape case. It must have been 30 years ago. And then he asked the incoming sheriff, quote, was that the only one we ever solved? And then Diggs and his successor, the guy he was speaking to, were laughing. And Diggs said, quote, we don't want to get into that. Yeah, really funny that women are violently attacked and forced 
to have a man enter them without their permission, without their consent, and that it destroys the rest of their life emotionally, psychologically. Some of them likely commit suicide and never never amount to anything in their life. They let it completely consume them from the PTSD. Yeah, it's real funny. And then Diggs also said in a September podcast interview that he wanted to imprison doctors who perform abortions. So which is it? You, you want to imprison doctors or you're good with a 15-week ban? So yeah, this this is who Virginians just elected as a state senator, which is a liar who doesn't think that rape is really a crime worthy of his time. He's tough on crime, except for when it comes to rape, because, you know, that's not really a crime in his in his mind. But back to the good news, the far right extremist group called Moms for Liberty endorsed candidates for school boards throughout the country. Now, if you have not heard of this group, consider yourself lucky. They are your typical white and uptight group of Karens who want to ban books, push anti-LGBTQ hate. They oppose allowing their little mini Karens and Kens to hear anything that might hurt their little snowflake feelings, that might make them feel bad about themselves, you know, like how slavery was a real thing. So, of course, they want to ban all of these things for every child, for your child and my child in America. But they claim that they value parental rights, but, you know, only when it's the parental rights they want. (laughs) So anyway, Democrats swept several districts in Pennsylvania. They beat all of these extremists running in a Minnesota district. And Moms for Liberty candidates lost in numerous races in Iowa, Virginia, and North Carolina. Now, a couple of these nutcases did manage to win in Alaska, but it was nowhere near what they thought it was going to be. I mean, and the people who lost got a beating, like they barely made it to double digits in their races. And, you know, we also now have seen the mask off on so many Republicans after the results of last night's election, because, of course, radical MAGA Republicans are going to tell us who they are, right? They're now saying the quiet part out loud. They're not afraid of it. They think that it helps them. Former Republican Senator Rick Santorum was on Newsmax. He was talking about this abortion win in Ohio. And he said, quote, that's why, thank goodness, that most of the states in this country don't allow you to put everything on the ballot because pure democracies are not the way to run a country. He literally said that. They do not believe in democracy. They never believed in small government. They want an autocracy or a theocracy. They believe that they know best and that they're going to shove their beliefs down our throats and into our wombs. We must take this threat seriously. Again, they are telling us who they are. We have to believe them and we have to fight fire with fire. No more of this, gee, gosh, golly, we have to be the the one, the adults in the room and we can't stoop as low as them and we have to fight fair and bleh. No, don't break any laws, but you know what? 
sweep the leg from time to time. That's all I'm saying. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, <laughs> go watch The Karate Kid. That's all I'm saying. Sweep the leg. All right. Metaphorically, not saying physically, I'm not telling anyone to go beat anyone up, go karate chop them anyway. All right. Thank you all so much for watching and listening. Uh, like I said, not exactly the robust wins that the, the mainstream media is making it out to be. Yes, these were wins. They're they good things. Absolutely. But they don't necessarily mean that Biden is just going to run away with it and he's got it in the bag. If anything, every sign is pointing to no. Computer says no. All right. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Please like, please share and subscribe. Please donate if you possibly can. Love you all. Take care. I'll talk with you soon.